everyone, and welcome to Spill It, the Gwinnett County Public Library's podcast all about YA literature, where two of us love YA, and one uh, sadly does not. We're working on her. I'm Catherine, Teen Services Librarian, and I love YA. I'm Patty, Youth Services Manager, and I love YA. I'm Sarah, Youth Services Specialist, and I love YA. (gasps) Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I do not. Although she has a favorite author. She was gushing over a new book cover she just saw. That is true. Oh, who's your favorite author? Elise Bryant. Oh, oh, yeah. That was One True Loves, right? It is, yes. Yes, we've gotten we've we've got her favorite author. I know. <laughs> YA. I want to point out. Yes. I did like that book. I know. It was lot. good. Yeah. And her Instagram is so cute. I just love it. <laughs> All right, let's tell everyone what we're reading right now. I'll go ahead and start. And I am just finishing up a book called Killing Time by Brenna Ehrlich. This one is a murder mystery thriller, which sort of goes with today's theme, but not quite. Uh, And it is another one with a teen podcaster that is trying to solve the murder of her favorite teacher. I don't know how I keep finding these teen podcasters that are solving murders. I was like, didn't you have another teen podcaster? This is like my third one, I think, <laughs> recently. And I, a whole subgenre. I'm not even looking for them. <laughs> I didn't realize there were a ton of teens out there making podcasts. I can't think of one. But well, they're I also there solving are. murders. So, yeah, How do they have time? They have a lot of time. <laughs> Maybe they're homeschooled. I don't know. I don't know because I don't understand how how you have time to, to solve a murder and make a podcast and edit the podcast and go to school and get your are they failing all their classes? No, they're straight A students and they are going to like a public high school or like a preparatory school and I don't know. They're doing extracurriculars there too, but somehow they're still finding time to record podcasts and dating probably and sleep and date and solve, solve a murder. murder. So they live in a world where there are 48 hours in a day or something? I yes. Guess. Yeah. Alternative re- realities. They are, They most of them have parents too, now that I think about it. And, That's but how they're, they're going to get all done. But they're keeping <laughs> secrets from their parents because I don't think any of their parents know that they're either doing a podcast, podcast or that they're solving a murder. <laughs> a secret well, podcast. You don't want your parents to know about your podcasting habit. <laughs> this oh one, gosh. it was a secret podcast. You'd be so grounded. <laughs> like her mom didn't know about it. She found out about it, made her to delete the podcast. Okay. I have too many questions <laughs> I know. to get into. <laughs> this one, she was working with her friend. Her friend did all the tech side of it. So she did the editing and like the publishing and stuff. I think. Her mother hates podcasts. Just hates them. She yeah, hates there's them. more to the story, but I don't really want to go into it because yeah. it would ruin the whole. Her mother's a radio public. girl, and she's radio only. <laughs> Her mother was killed by a podcast. <laughs> what are you reading, Sarah? Oh, right now I am revisiting an old series, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe series, the oh, Narnia Chronicles yes. of Narnia series. So um, my son, who has never read it, he and I have started on the first book, which is The Magician's Nephew. C.S. Lewis is the author. The first mm. book in the in chronological order. Like, I beg to differ. It is actually the first book. The f- No, it is the s- sixth book, technically. Well, chronologically, it is the first book. Yeah, we're reading them in chronological order of the way they uh, the story is told. Not publishing order? Not publishing no. order. Mm. 
The first one in publishing order is uh, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yes, I'm aware. I presented him the choice if we could start in the way they were published or we could start where the beginning of the story starts. I liked reading them in publishing order because then you get the reveal and you get to that that book where you find out how stuff happened and you're like, oh, okay. Hmm. It's very well written, by the way. What about you, Patty? So because I am short on time right now, <laughs> and we read several books for this episode, I read a short story. Um, it's a novella by Mackenzie Lee called The Gentleman's Guide to Getting Lucky. And it is uh, a continuation of uh, The Gentleman's Guide to Vice and Virtue. And it takes place right after that book. And it's about Monty and Percy. And they end the first book, The Gentleman's Guide to Vice and Virtue, as a couple. But it sort of ends like right when they get together and so this book is about them having time to actually sort of be together as a couple the whole premise is them getting lucky but of course it never works like stuff it's hilarious and it's like they keep it's just a series of misunfortunate events that continue to happen to them over and over and over again and it's it's very funny it made me laugh out loud in multiple places and I really think the they're a cute couple and it's just a cute little story and it's maybe like a hundred pages long. It was super, super quick. All right. So on to today's topic. Yes. And in the last episode, if you remember, instead of assigning one book for us all to read, we've each read a few thrillers with a clever theme Sarah came up with. Thank you. I like it. Thank you. I do too. <laughs> it's stab you in the back to school. <laughs> we're so pleased with ourselves we're just sitting here with the smuggest happiest looks on our faces but anyway we've all read at least a couple i think actually one of us read four the other two read three so we're going to right. hit you with Braggy a bunch pants. right now yeah you would not think that this would be something that there would be quite this many of but no no there are a ton it is a popular topic again all these kids going to school solving murders I don't know how they have time. I'll go ahead and start. <laughs> My first one is How We Fell Apart by Katie Zhao. And it definitely has a Pretty Little Liars vibe, if you're familiar with that book or TV series. But this one takes place at an elite prep school, and we have a group of four friends, Nancy, Crystal, Akil, and Alexander, who are all now being forced to confront some terrible secrets they've been keeping after their ex-best friend, Jamie, turns up dead. Someone calling themselves the proctor has been posting incriminating messages about each of them on the school's social media app, making the four friends prime suspects in Jamie's death. They have to uncover the identity of the proctor and the true killer before more life-altering secrets are exposed. This one was twisty, and I had my guesses about who the proctor was, but until the very end was surprised by who it turned out to be. What about you, Sarah? What's one of yours? Uh, one of the ones I tried was The New Girl by Jesse Q. Sutanto. And in this one, Leah is the titular new girl at Drayton Academy, but she's attending on a track scholarship and keeping up with the other high-achieving, super wealthy students is not easy. Life at Draycott seems terrible at first for her because she's immediately targeted by a mean girl, Mandy, who feels like Leah is a threat to Mandy's position on the track team. 
Lee is also failing English, and the teacher seems to be completely disinterested in helping her pass the class. And she's being regularly bullied on an app known as Drayton Dirt, where the students anonymously post secrets about each other. But on the upside, she's made a few new friends who whisk her away to their fabulous parties, and she has a cute new boy named Danny who's bonding with her about the two being one of the few uh, Indonesian Americans at the school. But it seems like everyone has something to hide, and Leah just keeps on uncovering more and more secrets as she struggles to keep her scholarship, to keep her friends, to keep her boyfriend, and to keep living. Bum, bum, bum. I have noticed a theme in these. How many of these schools actually have their own social media apps? I don't know. That was a new one for me. I didn't know I've that read schools several. had their own social but media apps. had one, and then that one, and I've read others before where they all had their own None of mine social media apps. Their own social media app. This of the three that I read for this episode was probably my least favorite. And I've read another book by the same author. I read, um, I think it was called The Obsession. And that one I enjoyed better than this. So, But I was really annoyed with the protagonist, Leah, because it seemed like she made poor decision after poor decision after poor decision the entire way through. And it was completely frustrating to me. But... They can't all be perfect, I guess. No, they can't. <laughs> I should have ranked mine now yeah. that I realize it. I should have gone in order from least favorite to favorite. This was my least favorite, and I'll go to my I favorite. I am doing my favorite last. Okay. Me too. So Me too. Stay tuned for that. But going back, I would say the one I just recommended, <laughs> How We Fall Apart, would maybe fall in the middle of my recommendations. Not my favorite, but I did like that this one wasn't like ultimately predictable. Okay. What about you, Patty? I'm going to start, I guess, with my least favorite, <laughs> since that seems to be how we're doing this. I like that I get to go last, and, and therefore I've got the, I've got the, the, uh, the, what's the word I want? Structure? You have a template to follow? Yes, that's it, a template. So my first book is People Like Us by Dana Mella. This is, I think it's, it's more of the thriller than the the murder mystery. This is, again, at a elite boarding school. It's about a girl named Kay Donovan who is there on a scholarship. <laughs> She's the poor one. And she has a group of friends who are basically indistinguishable from one another to me. There was just a lot of girl names. And I know she gave descriptions, but in my head, every single one of them is like tall and thin and blonde because you don't really get to know them very much except for her best friend, Bree. And it starts off, they're seniors in the school and they're super popular and they're like the really important clique and they find a dead girl in the lake. And the next day, Kay gets an email from the dead girl with a link to a website asking her or basically telling her to help get revenge on this list of people or Kay's secret will be revealed to the police and to her parents and to the students and it'll ruin her chance of getting a scholarship in order to ruin her life. And so she's going around trying, finding out all these things about her friends because of course it's all of her friends and um, also trying to solve the mystery of who killed this girl because she, of course, is now one of the prime suspects. And it was fine. I felt like this book, 
They made a big deal about Kay's past, and she has this traumatic thing that has happened to her in the past, and, and it'll be terrible if people find out. And of course, you don't, it, it's one of those things that it's clunkily delivered throughout the whole story as you gradually get bits more and more bits and pieces, and you're just kind of thinking, like, what, what did you do? Like, who, just tell me what you did. And it's traumatic and kind of bad, but also, I'm not, even by the end of it, I'm not quite sure what the instigator of this whole um, game actually had on Kay. Because the thing that actually would have gotten Kay in trouble is something that they could not possibly have known. So I'm I'm not quite sure what, what was being threatened to be revealed. <laughs> and I'm like, hmm, okay. Um, it, if you like fast pace and like super twisty and lots of surprises, I would say in revelations, this would be a good one. It, it just didn't really grab me. I was like, uh, all right, okay. Also, I didn't like anybody in this book. They're all horrible people. And when I'm reading a mystery or a thriller, I want at least the, the main character to be likable so I can root for them. And Kay is not likable. That reminds me of the book I talked about. Yeah. Yeah. I just want them to be, like, I need somebody to cheer for or I don't care. And I just, I, I was like, I hate all of you, Ben. I don't care what happens to you. Also, warning, because I was not expecting it. There is a cat death in this and it's, they keep harping on it and it's like described and I, I did not like it. it I, I was like, oh, apparently people death, fine with cat death upset me because you expect people death in a murder mystery you don't expect cat death i'm very sorry it was traumatic i'm sorry i had to go hug my cats have some tea i did good i also read one with a dead cat what was your one with a dead cat do you, <laughs> do you want to tell us about it sarah do you need to do you need to talk about your dead cat experience i'll, I'll wait because i want to hear what Catherine wants to talk about next well, I'm going to talk about my least favorite now. <laughs> Does it involve a dead cat? I don't think so. Okay. All, that's all, every book should have an animal death warning on the cover. Yeah. When you first said that, I thought you were saying every book should have an animal death. <laughs> I'm like, no. I will stop reading. <laughs> no, I want a warning. Uh, but my least favorite was They Wish They Were Us by Jessica Goodman. It's a murder mystery set at an exclusive prep school because that's the theme. <laughs> This one's on Long Island, and on one dark night on the beach her freshman year, Jill's best friend Shayla was killed by her boyfriend, Graham, or so she thought. <gasps> it's now senior year, and Jill is determined to make this her best year yet. She's a member of the Players, Gold Coast Prep's not-so-secret secret society, and her year should be filled with parties, high grades, and the admiration of the entire school. But she's now getting texts telling her Graham didn't do it and her dreams for a perfect year start to crumble. Because in true YA fashion, Jill, of course, starts investigating. And Rather than go to the police. Of course. Yes. Why would you go to the police? You're 16. You can handle it. <laughs> Someone's sending you text messages. <laughs> this one I did figure it out from very close to the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I still enjoyed reading it, but it is very, very predictable. Okay. Not always a bad thing, I guess. No, but 
I don't know. This one just didn't didn't really do it for me. Mm-hmm. But no cat death, <laughs> people death, <laughs> that's no wrongly cause. imprisoned teenagers. Oh well, okay, that's bad too. Skeevy guys. Yeah. All right, Sarah, what's your next one? Well, the next one I read is called The Merciless by Danielle Vega. And this is sort of Mean Girls meets The Exorcist. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So in this book, Sophia Flores is the daughter of a military mom, and she's starting another new school. Not a prep school, by the way. And in fact, this one of the three on my list features the school the least amount because most of the action takes place in an off-site setting. But during her first week, she meets cute Charlie and edgy Brooklyn and the devout Riley. And Sophia is happy when Riley takes her into her friend group. But then things start to get strange at this Mississippi high school. And that's about the time that the dead cat appears. Riley thinks that there's something satanic happening and that Brooklyn is possessed. Sophia isn't convinced about this, but she's quickly sucked into a plot where Brooklyn is being held against her will. And Riley and Riley's clique try to perform an exorcism. I love that she jumps to possessed. Well, you know, some things have happened along the way that lead her to that conclusion that happened before the plot of this book unfolds. Okay. Right. So the book is really fast paced and it's truly horrifying. I will warn you if the idea of reading about gruesome torture turns you off, Okay, what's the name of this book? Because I need to write it down to never read it. The Merciless. <laughs> then do not pick up this book. It has a pink and gold cover, too. It looks so. very pretty, right? <laughs> oh, no, thank you. But basically, you're reading this book to try to find out, is the evil real? Or is this just the ultimate mean girl? So is it like the devil or just a horrible person? Kind of. Okay, the actual <laughs> literal devil. <laughs> Trying to figure out the whole time, like, what is actually happening here and, like, who is right, who is wrong, which side should Sophia find herself and line herself with. So it's interesting, but it is kind of, in, it is intense. There are parts that you're reading that they're like, ooh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> did you read or did you listen to that one? I read it. Okay. Because I can find when I'm reading it and reading things like that, I just sort of like, until there's not any more mentions of like blood or guts or something but if I'm listening to it you have to listen to every word yeah. and it's awful yeah all right Patty do you have any books about devilish high schoolers <laughs> I have books about high schoolers all right then they're not they're not quite devilish um my next favorite is a book called a study in Charlotte by Brittany Cavallaro and it is a um Watson and Holmes mystery. It's the first one in a new series. And it's really cool in this world, Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson were real people. And uh, Arthur Conan Doyle was their literary agent. And this is the great, great, great grandchildren of Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson. And I liked this one because the point of view character is Jamie Watson and he's a boy. And I've noticed in a lot of these mystery back to school books, it's always girls. Yeah, all three of mine had female protagonists. Yeah, so I like that this one is told from from Jamie Watson's point of view. 
And he has known about Charlotte Holmes his entire life because, of course, the Watsons know the Holmes. Um, but he's never met her. And he ends up at this boarding school in Connecticut for reasons that I'm not going to go into. And Charlotte Holmes also goes to the school. And it's complicated how they how they end up there. And kind of why Charlotte is there is part of the mystery. So I'm not going to really give away too much there. But they meet... And of course, one of the students dies. Charlotte and Jamie are framed for the murder and they work together to solve the crime. And I liked this one because it felt more like um, an old school mystery as opposed to a thriller. And I think I right. like a mystery more than I like a thriller. And I, I like I said, I want a hero to root for. And so that was really interesting. And the mystery is really good. And Charlotte is very like Holmesian and and the Holmes family trains their children to be detectives. Like this is what they do. They are detectives. And mm-hmm. so she's been trained all of her life in deduction and I don't know how to say it. Like she she doesn't really think about emotions and she's very she's like Sherlock Holmes. Complete with of course a drug addiction. Uh-huh. Her drug of choice is oxy and not cocaine. Uh but that also comes into play a little bit and then Jamie is a normal teenager who is now solving murders with this great detective. And he is, of course, a writer, and he is writing all of their adventures. So this is his adventure written. And then I love at the epilogue is like a little two pages that is from Charlotte Holmes' perspective. So you get her voice as well and like her take on it. And she's like, well, I've read this manuscript, and I just have a few things to add. <laughs> it's an interesting premise for sure. Yeah, and it's it was fun. It was a good mystery. I didn't. I didn't figure it out. I was like, okay, all right. I like that I didn't figure it out. I also liked that in in these books, I'm always I'm always amused about the fact that they are are still in school and are technically teenagers, and you're like, what what is happening here? And in people like us, a large part of it took place over Thanksgiving break. And what I like about this one is, unlike in people like us, which had two students die and they did not closed the school like like what is happening this one they have one student die one student get injured and then a building blows up and they cancel for the rest of the semester and I'm like yes grown-ups have have canceled class that makes sense <laughs> and I also like that Jamie's dad is present and is um an interesting character in in himself as a Watson who knows the Holmes is and he's kind of like he has a whole list of the care and feeding of a Holmes. It's like 158 different things about ways to handle your homes and when you get oh your gosh. homes. It was very cute. What's your next book, Catherine? All right, my second favorite book is This Is Why We Lie by Gabriella Lepore. Uh, for this one, I'm just going to read the publisher's description because it's pretty spot on. When Jenna Dallas and Adam Cole find Colleen O'Dell's body floating off the shore of their coastal town, the community of Gardner's Bay is shaken. But even more shocking is the fact that her drowning was no accident. Once Jenna's best friend becomes a key suspect, Jenna starts to look for answers on her own. As she uncovers scandals inside Preston Prep School, leading back to Rookwood Reform School, she knows she needs Adam on her side. As a student of Rookwood, Adam is used to getting judgmental looks, but now his friends are being investigated by the police. Adam will do whatever he can to keep them safe, even if that means trusting Jenna. 
As lies unravel, the truth starts to blur. Only one thing is certain. Somebody must take the fall. Uh, This is another one that kept me guessing until the end. I totally had one person pegged as the killer and didn't even suspect the actual culprit until closer to the end. Okay, that's a good book. Yeah. Nice. I'm trying to think now. Did more than one of mine take place at a beach? I feel like I've read a few books recently with a murder at the beach. Murder in the water. Mine was a lake. People like us, she was murdered in a lake. So bodies of water, stay away from those if you don't want to get murdered. That's my takeaway. (laughs) Although nobody else. None of mine involved water. No, yours just involved a demon. Yeah. My, the first one I talked about involved a fountain. <laughs> this, the first one, there was a murder in the woods. The second one, there was a murder in an abandoned house. And the third one, there's a murder in a basement. It's not really a murder, though. Well, what is yours? It's your turn. Well, the one that I read that I enjoyed the most out of the three was called Don't Breathe a Word by Jordan Taylor. And this takes place at a prestigious Hardwick boarding school. And it takes place in two timelines, both the 60s and also present day. And it bounces back and forth between the two uh, main characters, Connie, who's a 60s student living in fear of nuclear uh, war, and Eva, whose parents have dumped her at the school in present day, and she is desperate to make friends. And so in Connie's timeline, there's an experiment to see who can survive for several nights in an underground bomb shelter. And in Eva's timeline, there's a secret society within the school that Eva wants to become a part of. Both timelines are connected by the tragic death of a student. So there's mystery, there's secrets to uncover, there's a little bit of romance, very little actual schoolwork takes place, which makes this a good school-themed suspense thriller. Was the death in the bomb shelter... It was. I figured. (gasps) (gasps) Yeah, there's very little actual going to school. Right. (laughs) In the the first one I read, The New Girl, that was probably the one that had the most emphasis on because she was, one of the plot points is she's very concerned about failing this class and losing her scholarship, et cetera. The, uh, The others, it was like school is the background. School's not really why we're here. People like us had more school because they were concerned with keeping their grades up. But the school, the main girl was there. Um, she was trying to get a soccer scholarship to college. So she was very concerned with, with staying in shape. So there was lots of running. She like ran a half marathon and then did some yoga. <laughs> I was like, okay. I think school is in most of mine, but not. it's not the predominant. Yeah plot point. I will also say that in the study in Charlotte, Jamie's grades do in fact start to drop as you would expect because he's solving a murder. Right. Because it's really kind of hard to do all those things, which is why police officers usually aren't high schoolers. (laughs) I do like that in the study in Charlotte, they work with a police officer. They do have some adult supervision. (laughs) And he at one point is like, I hate teenagers. (laughs) and just sort of walks off. So Patty... Did you have a favorite? I did. Uh, My favorite is The Name of the Star by Maureen Johnson. This book is, it's my favorite because it's funny. It's the funniest one I've read. A funny murder mystery? It is a funny murder mystery. It's a funny murder mystery with a ghost. Ooh. Ooh. So Louisiana teenager Roy Devereaux gets sent to London to a boarding school. And Roy is 
delightfully weird and her family is crazy and she is the one your main point of view character and she's very she's a very interesting and funny way of looking at life and describing things so she's very funny and of course while she is at the school in london someone starts recreating the jack the ripper killings and no one can no one has seen the the killer except for rory and it turns out she's the only one who can see him because in this world, ghosts are real and certain people can see them. And oh. she becomes sort of involved with this unit of the police force that is people who can see ghosts. And so she gets brought into this unit and they're, um, they're all these other younger, um, they're super young. They're all in like, they're like 1920 because they can pass as high school students. It's so weird. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, this is a really weird police unit. Like they can see ghosts and all of them are young and they have no adult in charge of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, so Rory gets involved in this and is um, finding out both that she can see ghosts and there's some romance happening and there we go. That's that's kind of it. It's just, it's really fun. And there's more and she has not written the final book in this series and it is driving me slowly, slowly crazy that I have not had um, closure. Maureen Johnson is a truly hilarious author. Oh my God, she's so funny. And she's just, this book is delightful and funny and it's a great mystery. I was not expecting it to go the way that it did. And... But I think what I love about it is the humor. It's just a fun read. Okay. Catherine, what's your final book? My favorite pick is These Vengeful Hearts by Catherine Lauren. And when I was doing research on this, I noticed she recommends what Sarah just talked about. Don't breathe a word. Right. So... Oh, that's funny. Maureen Johnson is blurbed on the back of a study in Charlotte. So we have a... They're all connected. They're all all connected. (laughs) But These Vengeful Hearts is another one with a secret society. This one is a truly secret society, though. Not even the members of the Red Court know who each other are. (laughs) I thought you were going to say they aren't aware that they're in a secret society. (laughs) Guess what? You're in the secret club. No, they, they know they're in the secret club. Oh, okay. I, I but, know. I just the way you, it, anyway. But only their mysterious leader, the Queen of Hearts, knows who all the players are in the in the secret society. But anyway. <laughs> I'm trying to Oops. imagine what it's like in a secret society where you don't know who anybody is. What is the goal of this society or is that a, a, a secret? Is it uh, a plot point? Sort of a plot point, but they're a group of Heller High's most elite female students, and they take requests for favors, social ruin, and takedowns from students. Wow. So they take down other students. Sometimes they take down teachers. Wow. Yeah. I don't, I love this, the uh, social ruin. <laughs> I don't think it's a teenager I was I feel like, like that's a menu. Here you go. What would you like to order? <laughs> I'd like one social ruin, please. But once the Red Court takes on your request and the deed is done, you are forever in their debt. Ember is the newest member of the Red Court, but she's not there for the good of the court. Her goal is to take them down from the inside. Two years ago, the Red Court was responsible for an accident that left her older sister paralyzed, and she is determined to have her revenge. 
This one is my favorite, as I've said, um, of all the ones I've read, just because it was a little different. And I liked how they used decks of cards to send messages with secret meanings. So like a joker that you found in your locker meant you were now like your mission was a takedown mm. and you have a partner. So you know who your partner is in the court, but that's the only other person you know in the court. And you have a burner phone that has your partner's contact information and somebody who's called the um, fire alarm. How did this get set up? I don't know. Exactly. This seems very complicated for high school students. I don't know. I'm intrigued. But um, yeah, but the fire alarm. So if you call the fire alarm, you get this one chance to call the fire alarm. But if you're on your mission or whatever to do whatever and you're getting busted, like the like an alarm is going off or the police are on their way, the fire alarm comes in and like fixes everything for you. Like get you out before the police get there or like smooth things over somehow because they have all these contacts, the people that are in debt to them. Mm -hmm. So some of those are adults. Some of those are like. That does sound very reminiscent of Don't Breathe a Word with their secret society. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Sarah is planning a secret society that we're all going to be in and we're not going to know it. She's going to decide. It already exists. Oh. (laughs) I will say it was mildly predictable in parts, especially towards the end, but it was still a pretty good read. So even though it was a little predictable, I still have it in my top spot. All right. Okay. That does sound good. It sounds different, which I like. Yeah. What about you listeners? Do you have a favorite stab you in the back to school title? Send us an email. We would love to hear about it. You can email us at spillit. That's S-P-I-L-L-L-I-T at Gwinnett pl.org we want to hear your take on murder in a school setting extra points if they also have a podcast (laughs) yes all right i guess now it's time to assign our next title or not a title in this case we're going to do something different and something we haven't done before and it's patty's turn to pick so i'm actually going to turn this over to her and let her explain Okay, you cannot. I was like, are you are you asking? Are you doing this? No, I'm not asking. I'm telling. <laughs> okay, just wanted to make sure it was time for me to jump in. We are going to take a deep dive into one author, and I have decided that that author is going to be Maggie Steve Otter. This is going to be our first time reading a bunch of books by one person, and we're going to talk about all of her work. All of her work? As Isn't much as we pretty? can read. Okay. Yes, Sarah, you have to read She's 20 books. She's very prolific. I don't know if I can read all of her work. <laughs> Do it. All of it. All you of it. You have two weeks. Now go. <laughs> oh, no. You're excused from all the rest of your duties. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, then. <laughs> See you in two weeks. This has been another episode of Spill Lit by the Gwinnett County Public Library. I'm Patty. I'm Catherine. And I'm Sarah. And we want you to join us next time when we spilled the tea on one of my favorite authors, Maggie Stiefvater. Until then, keep reading.